Welcome to Money and Magic, the podcast that combines the mystical with the practical to help you navigate money in the muggle world. I'm your host, Shy, remote bookkeeper and judgment-free money coach. I hope this podcast helps you create a harmonious relationship with your finances that empowers you to lead your truly magical life. Let's get started. Today's topic is all about tax basics. If you just rolled your eyes or gagged a little bit, it's okay. I promise to make this episode as painless as possible. So let's get into it. Now, I know that the fairness of our tax system in the United States is a hotly debated issue. And too often, these debates confuse or misrepresent important facts. Today, I'm going to give you a brief overview of how taxes actually work in the United States. It is impossible for me to cover every tax situation out there. So as a disclaimer, this is just an overview at the most basic level, and this is not tax advice. So the first question that I get asked a lot is, who has to pay taxes? Or do I need to file taxes? And this answer is pretty straight cut. If you are a U.S. citizen or a permanent resident who works in the U.S., you have to file a federal tax return. If your gross income is over the filing requirement, if you have over $400 in net earnings from self-employment, or if you have some other taxable situation. But the main two are those income requirements. So individual income taxes in America are the largest source of tax revenue, and they actually make up half of the total annual receipts or revenue for the federal government. Income taxes are just levies on your wages and salaries, but you also get taxed on income from investments and any other income that you may have. Now, everyone has to file the federal tax return because there is federal tax. But there are many states that don't have state income tax. I learned this early on in my tax career when someone said, hey, why don't I have to file a Tennessee tax return? And then it come to find out there is no income tax in the state of Tennessee. So you're not getting those taxes withheld on your paycheck. You have no taxes to file because income tax in Tennessee is not a thing. However, they have larger sales tax than like I do here in Indiana. And that makes sense because Tennessee is a very touristy state in multiple ways. So that way they get their taxes from the tourists that are coming through and it's not all falling on the residents. But at a federal level, everyone pays federal income tax. You, there is not an option whether or not you get to pay federal income tax. Now, the other piece of that is your payroll taxes. These help finance Social Security, Medicare, and unemployment benefits. And they are the second largest source of federal revenue. And they make up about a third of the receipts that the federal government gets. You'll usually see these on your pay stub. And it'll say FICA, F-I-C-A, which stands for the Federal Insurance Contributions Act. 
Uh, but that's just, it's separate from your actual income. So when you look at your W-2, that's why your taxable income might be different from your social security wages because those are not calculated the same. So here's a rumor that often gets tossed around. Someone says, hey, I got a raise and I told my boss, no, I don't want it because it's going to push me up into the next tax bracket. And so I'm going to have to pay more taxes on my income and I just don't want all that. And that's not exactly how our tax system works in America. We operate on what is called a progressive tax system. So for 2024, we'll just talk about those tax brackets because you can't change anything from 2023. It's over. So for this current year, the base tax rate is 10%. And for, to keep it simple, as a single filer, you get taxed 10% up to $11,600. So it doesn't matter if you make $11,600 or $110,600. Either way, both of those wages are taxed at 10% up to that first $11,600. As soon as you cross that threshold, so $11,601, all the way up to $47,150 gets taxed at 12%. So you get taxed the first 10%, and then you start getting taxed the next 12% on the money after that. And it just goes up from there. And so this is why... People who make more than $609,000 will get taxed 37% only on anything they make over that threshold. If this doesn't make sense, it's okay. We're going to go through a quick example, and I'm hoping it might help you understand how this works a little better. When it comes to figuring out your taxes, everybody's tax situation is different, and it can vary based on how many dependents you have, how you filled out your W-4, and so many other factors. So in this example, we are going to talk about two single taxpayers who have no dependents. Everything else is exactly the same for them. So the first person, let's call her Betsy. Betsy works as a general manager for a corporate restaurant. Let's say she makes $100,000 per year. The second person, let's call her Bailey. Bailey works as a server for a small mom and pop restaurant making $47,000 a year. For the first $11,600 that both of these people earn, they will pay the exact same amount of income tax on that level. And then they will pay the exact same amount of income tax on the next level, which goes up to 47150 At this point, Bailey stops because that's where her income ends. However, since Betsy makes $100,000 per year, she gets the next tax bracket as well. So the $53,000 more that she makes is going to be taxed at the next amount up. But on that first $47,000 for both Betsy and Bailey, 
they will pay the exact same amount of income tax if their tax situations are the same. So in this instant, Betsy will pay 22% on that extra 53000 that she earned. And that's what people mean when they say they were pushed into the next tax bracket. What this does not mean is that Betsy will be paying 22% income tax on her $100,000 salary. That is not accurate. And a lot of people don't understand that. And they try to misinform people. So I really hope that example kind of helped break it down for you. And you can always Google 2024 tax brackets. You can look back at prior year's tax brackets and you can see what they were. Normally, married filing joint is just double the amount of income, just like it is for the standard deduction. And then this changes every year because of inflation. I personally don't feel like it changes enough, but not my circus, not my monkeys. The next question is, well, how does my employer know how much to take out in taxes? And that is why we fill out a W-4 form. This is if you are an employee. If you're self-employed, this does not matter to you. But this is if you are an employee, a W-4 form is what you fill out and turn into HR. It gets set up in your payroll system. And that is how you get taxed based on what you choose on that W-4. Before I started my business, I actually worked in corporate America for a local nonprofit and I processed biweekly payroll for about 350 employees. And one of the biggest questions I would get asked is how to fill out the W-4. And so the W-4 changed in 2020. And one of the biggest issues I've seen is on step two, there is a little box in there. And it says, check this box if you have more than two jobs or something like that. And what that means is if you have a spouse that you file with or if you work a part-time job in addition to your full-time job or you work two part-time jobs, you want to have that box checked. Because what happens is if you do not check that box... Let's say you work full-time, you don't check that box, and then you have a part-time job of like 10 hours a week or something. What happens is the IRS thinks that you only have one job. And so they're going to tax you as though this is your only income source. But in reality, you have more income sources. So in my case, I have a super part-time job. I work as our deputy clerk in the town that I live in. And it's like 15 hours a month. And that job does not withhold any taxes because I won't make anywhere near the amount to withhold taxes. But let's say I had a full-time job. So that's actually going to put me in a much higher tax bracket. And so I will have to pay taxes on that income. But if I didn't check that box to say, yes, I have another job, then no taxes would be withheld. This often becomes a problem when you have a married filing jointly situation because if you have two income earners in the household but one or none check that box in step two, then this triggers it to say, oh, well, you're married, there's two of you, but you're only on one income. So we're not going to tax you as much. When in reality, you should tax 
as though you're going to be on two incomes and in a higher tax bracket. So that's just something to definitely be mindful of when you're looking at that W-4 form. Now, if you are self-employed or you have a side gig, all of these same tax rules apply. But like in my case, I'm only taxed on the profit that my business makes at the end of the year. I have a bunch of write-offs. So let's say my business made $100,000 in 2023 and I had $50,000 in expenses then $50,000 is my taxable income. You'll also get self-employment tax, but that's a whole other thing that we're not going to get into in this episode. I just wanted to cover kind of a base overview, explain the W-4, and try to give you a little bit more insight into the progressive tax system that we have here in America. Obviously, I didn't really go into any deductions and all of that, just because that is so specific to each person. If you have dependents or how you file, and honestly, that just needs to be discussed with your tax preparer, or you can do a little bit of your own research. But overall, the biggest thing to understand is that you're paying the exact same amount of taxes on your salary that millionaires are paying on theirs at your same income level. They're just paying a lot more taxes on the higher brackets. Now, I'm I'm not for taxes or against taxes. I understand taxes fund our country. Uh, I do believe our taxes could be used better. I do believe our tax system should be simpler. And I do believe that big tech corporations like to finance lobbyists to keep our tax laws difficult. That way they can make more money. But that could be a whole episode in itself. Do not get me started on conspiracy theories about the IRS. But I just wanted to kind of help you understand a little bit a bit more about how taxes might be affecting you. And if you have any tax questions whatsoever, shoot me an email, podcast at abundancealchemy.co. You could always head to my website, put a contact form there, or find me on Instagram. I love helping people try to understand their tax situation. And since we are in the heat of tax season, I just wanted to give you a few different references of things that I recommend to kind of help get you through the season. I believe that if you are confident that you can file your own taxes, go for it. I recommend Free Tax USA and TurboTax is pretty good. You just have to make sure that you know what you're paying for. They're also very good about upselling you without you knowing it. And then in the end, you pay for a whole bunch of stuff you didn't actually need. But the software overall is really good. And so it does help you walk through and ask questions, all of that same stuff. If you're self-employed and you're wondering, well, how do taxes work for me? What can I write off? All of that stuff. Stay tuned because a few episodes from now, we are going to dive into bookkeeping and the Schedule C and tax prep and all of that fun stuff for my business owners and 1099 friends. So I hope this episode helped give you a little bit more information about how our tax system works. Whether you like it or you don't, it's a fact of life. 
In our next episode, we will be talking about different ways to diversify your income. I'll see you there. And that's a wrap for another spellbinding episode of Money and Magic. I hope you learned something that can help you navigate money in the muggle world. If you have any questions, topics, or even your own money and magic story that you'd like to share, reach out to me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have found the show insightful, I'd truly appreciate it if you could take a moment to subscribe, leave me a review, and share money and magic with your friends and family. Think of it like casting a spell to help others on their financial journeys. As always, stand tall, shine bright, and stay grounded. I'll see you next time.